Good morning, good morning. Let's hop right into this episode, y'all. We're talking about living a life in fight or flight. This is our trauma episode. A few weeks ago, I recognized a tingling, shaky feeling in the pit of my stomach. It was accompanied by a burning sensation in my arm and shoulder. I've had these sensations before, lived with them for years, but most recently, they've been all the more unavoidable. To be transparent, I once went on a binge. I learned of this supplement called ashwagandha. Shout out to TikTok. At a time of my life when I craved peace and to be calm, I was desperate. Desperate to stop crying over people leaving and coming back into my life. Desperate to stop worrying about my future, things that I couldn't control. Desperate to fake my smile, just to feel a little better. Desperate for a push to get through the semester's end. Honestly, Ashwagandha did that. Now, I was still a little anxious, but I had stopped crying and caring so much. And it aided in giving me more of an appetite. Fast forward, now months later, They're all gone. I've taken them all, and trust me, I've looked all over for the 1300 milligram ashwagandha tablets, but the stores now only carry 500 milligrams. (laughs) I'll be filing my grievances with Walmart soon. No, but seriously, now what? I've been coping in a very raw and unfiltered way for the first time in a few months. And I have realized that I feel anxious and unsettled nearly 24-7. Now I'm going to start speaking in past tense because my words do have power. It seemed as if my body and brain are never calm. My arm was either numb, my stomach felt uneasy, my thoughts were always racing. My mind was always focused on a deadline for an assignment at school, pleasing my parents, These are just more examples of where I was mentally. But most recently, I realized how much of my life is shaped by trauma. So many of my actions, the ones that I do and don't commit, are shaped by the outcome or reaction that I fear I'll get. My body was constantly in fight or flight, and I was constantly being surrounded by triggers. So, with the help of God, I am working to rewire my brain. To learn how to let go and let God, meaning breathing and praying more. I know that was a lot. Lord knows I can unpack this and say so much more, but I believe that I have said enough to convey this message. And so with this, I'd like to open this space to someone special in my life who I feel like can really help us frame trauma and how we can move forward living a better and healthy life stay tuned guys hope you enjoy this episode and if no one has told you today i love you hello 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 everyone i am just super excited for today's episode i hope that my voice finds each and every one of you doing well This season has been a busy one. We've been talking about so many different things. And today's topic, I feel like, is just as important 
um, as other topics we've talked about, like sports, money, and just different things that affect our daily habits and how we choose to live our lives. And I have a really special guest today with me. I have my cousin, Michaela, and Michaela is a super low-key individual, but I hope to have her on in future episodes. I feel like Michaela is definitely one of the most down-to-earth people I have ever met. I can one, I can say about Michaela, like, anytime you ask her to do something, like, oh, Michaela, can you get up and go get me a bottle of water? Even though she just sat down, she gonna get up and go get it. Like, Michaela is that type of person who I can honestly say I do believe that she is selfless and she's super sweet. She's like, I would say an onion, like, with many layers, but... <laughs> I just thought about a better analogy because onions are kind of smelly, but they add seasoning and really great flavor. Too much. One thing about <laughs> one thing about an onion, it's gonna taste good. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we we got it there. But I have my boo, Michaela. Michaela, say hey to the folks. Hey y'all, what's popping? What's popping? Oh, Michaela, thank you so much for being a guest on today's episode, y'all. It's been hard to track Michaela down because she is Miss Busy, okay? Girl, ripping and running. <laughs> running and ripping, okay? <laughs> oh my gosh, but thank you so much. Um, I am super excited for today's talk. And so, just hopping into this conversation, Michaela, I want to ask, what does trauma mean to you? Okay. Well, to not be like super scientific or anything like that, trauma to me literally means anything that happened to you that negatively impacted you. Like it could be an event, a time period, a situation. If it impacted you negatively, I'm like, yep, trauma. Like automatically, (laughs) like I like I feel like trauma has become such a bad word in our community. Like I feel like we need to recognize it for what it is. So that's what I think it is. Yeah. And honestly, it's just so crazy because I also feel like trauma is a buzzword now. And Mm -hmm. I think that in that way, it's empowering because it's like, okay, now we're actually talking about how these things affect us. And it's like trauma literally alters your chemical like your chemical reactions in your body like trauma in an instant completely alters your ways of thinking the way you process things like it is crazy how your body just automatically internalizes your feelings in that moment and how that changes you like you said and I think it's good that folks are talking about it now um, but I also feel like even with this conversation because it's used so often it can often even feel watered down because now everybody's mm-hmm. talking about it. It's like, oop, trauma. And it's right. like, trauma really ain't something cute. Like, trauma is trauma. Yeah, trauma is trauma. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I'm definitely glad we're talking about it more in mm-hmm. our community, in the Black community. But it's like there's definitely still work that needs to be done because trauma has become the normal. Like dysfunction has become the normal. Yep. Depression, anxiety, like all of that. 
has become so watered down like you said it's so kind of normalized in a sense like but it's like but we don't know exactly what it stems from we don't know exactly how to deal with it we just know how to label it Hmm. it's so crazy because i well we actually share a relative and i can honestly say like seeing how they deal with trauma and depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. and this was a relative i had no idea dealt with it but when i reflect on my life and seeing them i'm like whoa like okay i can totally identify and i think part of the reason why i said that to say part of the reason why i believe outside of social media and how trauma is trending like literally people on an individual level i feel like we don't know how to deal with it Mm -hmm. i feel like we languish and contend with being depressed and anxious more than we more than we realize and Mm -hmm. and i don't even want to sit up here and say oh my god you have to choose to be happy you have to choose like because i know what it's like to languish and to be like dude i'm just trying to get through the day like i don't have time to look in the mirror and read my affirmations like you know my prayer life definitely took a hit because of those things and how they affected me you know and i would say i feel like even as individuals it it is incredibly hard but you know that's why i feel like our faith in god is so good but it's like as humans it is incredibly hard to grapple with anxiety and depression and like still thrive Mm -hmm. like I don't think that's possible yeah but another question I want to ask is like how has trauma shaped your life and your view of the world personally trauma has made me very very conservative of my peace and that's just a nice way of saying I isolate I've been isolated for as long as I remember but now that I'm older and I could go places and do more things with my time it's much 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 easier to isolate because like what looks like I'm just living my best life is really me isolated honestly um another way that I've noticed that trauma has impacted me like like we've been talking about it's caused me like anxiety like dumb anxiety like like I picture like the craziest scenarios and it like eats me up like it's very troublesome like it could be the most dramatic scenario you can think of and I'm shaking I'm like worried I'm praying like it'd be very dramatic I've had like very bad depression like it's not as bad as it was but I have my flares and with that like I've heard like I'm like bipolar but like I wouldn't call it that I would just say that like one minute I'm good and then the next minute don't talk to me don't look at me leave me alone and I feel like that is a direct result of my trauma not properly being dealt with me constantly burying it and watering it down and just going about my day and literally it flares up 
at the wrong moments. It flares up at people who literally don't deserve it. So that's what I've noticed. It's so great that you are self-aware and you you can like sense and discern those changes in yourself. And I don't yeah. think that makes you bipolar at all. I think that makes you human. Like, I feel like, listen, nobody knows your story like you know. No one lived the life you lived. So, listen, we may look at you and be like, ooh, girl, is you okay? Like, there's something wrong there. No, duh. Like, right, there is. <laughs> I'm, I'm hurting now. And so, yeah, like, you are going to have moments where you are completely fine. And in the next moment, nothing really got to happen to trigger you. Right. God forbid something does trigger you. Like, you you are not okay and on a good day it may just be a few hours but right on average it may be a few days yes 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 and it's easy to be like just wake up and choose happiness but it's like (laughs) ma'am yeah you trying to choose sanity okay yeah hmm i it's so crazy because even listening to you speak it's just like I don't want to say that certain things like are in the bloodline, but there are just so many aspects of like trauma that I recognize in our family. And even talking to our relatives, you know, in particular about, you know, their experiences. I'm like, hey, you know, I deal with this. And they're like, oh, yeah, me too. I did right? for years. And I'm like, why haven't you told me like, you could have been helping me or at least like I would have felt a little less alone like we could have been helping each other but I think it just goes back to us being so used to dysfunction us being so used Mm -hmm. to suppressing things like when we're struggling we're not completely vulnerable about it like people may know we went through a b c and d but after a certain point we we shut ourselves up you know and we Mm -hmm we make ourselves we make it appear like as we moved on but a person with actual discernment can look at us and tell that we're not okay and it just really makes me sad you know like whoa you know and again I can't speak for nobody else but even my personal journey now I'm in a much better space than where I was a few months ago even a year ago oh my god like I thank god that that I'm better I'm getting better but right. it got to the point where here it is <laughs> now let me not say that because that's a little too personal but <laughs> like but like the anxiety is affecting my body you know yes in, in crazy ways and I'm like I cannot live my life like this and that's what makes me want to stay in the bed even more because not only am I upset and I don't want to be here in the environment that I'm in but then it's like my body is like shutting down on me my body is tired like what yep. like what am I to do and then I'm mm-hmm. emotionally drained so mm-hmm. it's just so much easier to just sit here and languish like I'm not even sitting here like oh my god my life just sucks so bad like I'm just sitting here like so indifferent right like, you know you just sitting here just like breathing like you're like you're literally just waiting for the 24 hours to be over go to bed tired wake up tired girl for real I I feel like definitely trauma 
and and I shared this with you before we started recording how trauma shaped my life and I felt like God revealed this to me while I was driving and I feel like the Lord just reveals little stuff to me and I'm gonna say it's God because TikTok don't be giving me these revelations like it literally be God will like something will come to me and I'll be thinking like hmm maybe and then like he'll just confirm it throughout the day in small ways whether that's a social media post or a TikTok, or he'll just drop something else in me. And I started to realize that I felt like my health was affected. I was like, what, like, what is it? Is it my food habits? Is it this? Is it that? I felt like definitely it was the anxiety. It had gotten to the point where it wasn't like me just feeling nervous, but it was like literally my state of being. I always felt like I had butterflies in my stomach. I always you know, felt like I had a hard time going to the bathroom now. Um, I was always on rush, rush mode. Like I, I keep a schedule for every single day so I can, you know, have my to-do list. And why am I stressed about crossing everything off my to-do list? Like just little stuff like that compiled over a long period of time has impacted me in such a profound way. And as far as my relationships with people, like one thing I, I'm learning, trying to process the difference between is like you know growing more wise and not trusting everyone growing more wise and not being so naive but then it's like it's like my trauma always expects for me to be disappointed and let down by people which I feel like is gonna happen 90% of the time because most people on this planet are horrible but it's like the way my mind works and always thinking about the worst scenario that could happen always questioning everyone's motives like always 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 and so now I'm trying to change my view of the world that's just like no matter what other people do to me say to me I'm still going to be okay you know focusing less on them but focusing more on me and 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 reframing myself as a conqueror over all of the things that I fear Mm -hmm. so I'm literally in a state of just trying to reteach myself will teach myself so many things you know it's just interesting hearing you talk about like how your trauma has in a sense like like you said it it made you like kind of naive and it made you kind of want to not trust people you know what I'm saying because of the fear of being let down because of the patterns of disappointment but like for me that's my first instinct not to trust you Mm. that's my first that's my first gut reaction is that you're a disgusting human being like (laughs) that's my first like literally that is in my first mind like you're not to be trusted I'm not going to give you access to me because I don't know what you're going to do to me. Hmm. My trauma has, it, it, it has like literally made me kind of conscious of the way other people view me. Not in a sense that I care what you think about me, but in a sense that I don't want you to feel like you can take advantage of me. Hmm. I don't want you to feel like you have a upper hand on me. I don't want you to feel like you can have your foot on my neck in any way because I've been suffocated before I've been 
I've been that person laying on the bottom cannot get up like I've been that person so like I don't ever want to be in a situation where not even just physically but like in any relationship like I just never want to give that person the opportunity to you know hurt me Hmm. so I've never allowed myself to be naive I've never allowed myself to be trusting because it's like that's my first thing like yeah I have I have two things to say and that's so my first thing is I feel like that that is just and it's just like conversations like these I never take for granted because you literally just see how unique we are you know yes as, as individuals and how we process things differently and I feel like I came to a place much later in my life than you did, Michaela, of acknowledging like, whoo, this was unhealthy. This wasn't okay because for so many years, I suppressed it. And I just, I feel like I also was much more of a people pleaser than you were. Whereas, (laughs) wait, what you said? I said, oh yeah. Okay, okay. Don't do too much. (laughs) Not, no, not, not too much on you, but on me though. Like on me, like... (laughs) yeah and it's like I feel like you also you also were able to recognize what was wrong at a much earlier age whereas I feel like the things I went through I didn't process until a little later in my life so I had so much more time to be naive right Mm. so much more time to be trusting where now I'm at the point experiencing things a little later now being able my eyes are open where I'm like oh okay that's not okay that's not gonna happen Mm -hmm. and you know that's just so crazy and I feel like it speaks to our personality and how different Mm -hmm. it is um but also I have a question so it's like with you being so distrusting like not wanting to give people so much of you I feel like that also makes me think of vulnerability and I know that you're in a relationship so like how does that translate do you think that you are authentically vulnerable with your partner and with their family or like or like what are their levels to it is it is it a different type of vulnerability or like how as a person with your mindset are you able to be authentically yourself in your relationships I feel like that is a great question um honestly it really was levels to it like I've been with him for like almost two years now um so it definitely was levels like I didn't go into it like giving him all I didn't go into it doing like dump sessions of my trauma like I didn't go into it expecting much I went into it kind of just being observant like with him like I took it a step at a time I was seeing first what he would show me what he would give me and that would show me like okay are you deserving of me to even peel back these layers so once I learned and took my time and really just and really just took it a day at a time 
I really started to see how equipped he was to listen and learn me like and pay attention to me and it wasn't like you know the type where I had to like make a list of what to do and what not to do he was so attentive he was so like just eager to show me like I'm not one of them and we hear that all the time in the generation like I'm not one of them (laughs) it really takes somebody to show you it really takes somebody to show you that they're not and honestly I was not used to that I was not used to that at all so when I started seeing it I was scared like automatically shut down walls went back up because it's like no you're not gonna do this to me Mm -hmm. but he didn't give up like literally like literally he shows me on a daily basis like on a daily basis he shows me like why them walls went down to begin with he shows me that he's equipped to deal with it and you know he tells me like he keeps me in line like how I told you like I, I hear that I have like bipolar tendencies he tells me all the time like yeah you need to get it together like I'm not finna keep you know I'm not finna keep having these conversations with you every two days but he does keep having those conversations with me every two days he does like that's just how diligent he is <laughs> it don't matter how many times he says I'm not finna keep telling you this he's gonna keep telling me because he cares like you know what I mean like I've honestly found the type of person that not only did he meet all of the boxes but he added some more that I didn't even know that I needed Mm -hmm. like what was your initial question I'm sorry (laughs) okay we went on a tangent just professing (laughs) their little love come back my man, my man, like, <laughs> my man, my man, my man. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was your question? <laughs> okay, you know. <laughs> oh my God, I was just asking, like, with how your trauma has affected you and the way your personality is set up, do you think that you can authentically be vulnerable within your relationships? But I think one thing that you were basically getting to was <laughs> yes oh my god yes i i i went on a whole nother another route but we're finna do a u-turn because yes 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 it's safety like it's it's safety like that's the biggest thing like especially growing up where like i didn't even feel safe in my own home to just be one with the person that is literally the definition of safety like that is everything to me that's why I can be vulnerable that's why I don't have to put up any more walls that's why I don't have to isolate it's like I'm looking and emotional just listening to you talk about it for a few reasons one because I'm just sensitive and so anytime I think about this you know in my personal journey I get emotional but then like just with you and knowing you and knowing more of your story and just seeing how throughout the years you've become your own like little woman and 
you know when I say little like I'm not using that to undermine like your experiences like I'm just saying like you're my younger cousin and just seeing you grow up is just so crazy but it's just such a blessing and I think one thing I want for you more than anything is for you to feel safe and I'm just thankful that hey you're in a relationship with a guy who who makes you feel safe and it's crazy because right before we got on this podcast record I knew it was God and the reason why we were supposed to do this is because randomly on my timeline I saw a quote that said the primary language of folks who deal with trauma is safety and I could so identify with that because thinking about how I ended up in certain situations you know that were traumatic you know thinking about all all of that ultimately there was a search for safety there was a search for someone to make me feel seen for someone to understand me and when I finally felt like I had found it you know that's when I feel like more damage was done but it's like it's just something when you come across folks when you're not even looking for them I feel like that's how that works that (laughs) is the key and it be when you don't even want nobody to come and look you. you don't even want nobody to look your way that is when it's always gonna happen like that literally is a every big, single time. That is a that <laughs> that no th- honestly that is a very very good point. Like I feel like when you're so broken and when you've lacked that stability and that safe feeling and you're looking for it it can be it can be disguised in so many different people it can be disguised in so many different types of interactions it's like if I could go back to the Taj I was two years ago and, and it's crazy because I honestly feel like unless it was like God and I was able to like like travailed through what I was feeling at that time I could be able to be like girl like you need to heal right now so that you do not experience you know the pain of searching for something that you feel like you lack intrinsically like if you understood how important it was to be okay with yourself and I'm not saying oh be okay with being you know alone and not being with anyone like literally there was just something fundamentally I felt like I was not seen I felt like I was never heard like I was always seen for my talents and what I could and what I could do for other people but it's like someone literally sitting down with me and when I express myself them not laugh in my face or make me feel silly right someone who truly saw me and I didn't understand then what I wanted so bad and what you said is is that lacking leads in in a way it blinds you and leads you to naivety so that you are more susceptible to the illusion of security so somebody could come along for two months and make you feel so safe you like oh my god okay and even if you don't open yourself all the way up you open yourself enough to get hurt by that person and then look you're dealing with a whole nother level of trauma 
a whole nother level of a traumatic situation. All could have been avoided if I was whole in the first place. But I mean, no one ever is because we're human. Yeah, and it's not even that. It's like you that that word that you said, fundamental, like we cannot breeze past that. Like nobody is whole, but at the same time, fundamental. That goes back to like when you were learning some of your first things. Like fundamental, I feel like that goes hand in hand with developmental. So, like, when we're babies and toddlers and young children, all of those things that we've learned, all of those skills that we acquired during our developmental stage, if we miss those, if we miss those important, like, fundamentals, if we, if we miss that safety, if we miss that, if we miss that just affection in the right way let me say that if we miss learning how to communicate and I'm not talking about one two three ABCs I'm talking about conflict healthy yes conflict resolution healthy communications if we gained all of those skills in a healthy way growing up then we would probably be in a much, much better space instead of trying to pick up the pieces later on. And you know, in life, we, we always, you know, there's always pieces to be picked up later on. There's always things that weren't handed to us. But I feel like just like we developed basic skills on like how to walk, how to talk, those things should be handed to us as well. Because when they're missed, we grow up to be these, these broken people lacking this that and the third and getting broken over and over and over again and the cycle never ends and we become so conditioned to this because we never we never had it to begin with Hmm. let's just like take a few moments to just really like digest what you just said like I'm being so serious No, seriously, like people blow me acting like they don't understand why children grow up to be a certain way. If you didn't teach your kids how to walk, would they walk? No, probably not. Probably be crawling the whole time. So if you didn't teach your kids that they shouldn't... (laughs) I'll use a different example. If you didn't teach your kids, no, like, I, like it's so many routes that this could go. If you didn't teach your kids how to identify their feelings and not just tell them to, you know, shut up, I'm going to give you something to really cry about. Like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? If you, if you did that, then maybe your child wouldn't be an emotional wreck, like, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, there's so many examples that I can give of, like, toxic parenting or, like, not even toxic parenting, just things that we missed growing up. Like, we got all those developmental skills. What about the other foundational skills that we need to be people? We missed that significantly. 
Like, no wonder your child is the way that they are. If we didn't grow up, you know, if if we didn't grow up teaching our kids, like, okay, this is this is the wrong way to be touched. Nobody should be touching you like this. We wouldn't be growing up just letting anybody freak on us or not knowing what's okay and what what's not. We, we would learn boundaries. It's so many examples that can be used. If we stop saying what goes on in this house stayed in this house, it's so much. Girl, so much. And too much to unpack, like in one episode. Literally. Literally. So I'm going to let you go on with the next question. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, this is like a two, a two piece right here. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that there is an out for anxiety or have you personally contended with it? And what advice would you give to others living with trauma? Okay. Well, me personally, how I really dealt with my anxiety has been music like and we hear it all the time that you know music soothes the soul or whatever but it's really what you're feeding your soul like if you listen to raw wave tombstone every day Mm, no wonder why you want to die like come (laughs) on now like we what are you feeding your soul like me personally i need i need something smooth i need something that's like music that's like making love to me like you know like I need something. <laughs> okay, something. girl, it, it don't even just gotta be R and B. It could be gospel. Jesus is a love song. Yeah. Okay, Jesus is a love he sure song. Is. He sure is. So it's what you feed your soul, <laughs> honestly. But another another way that. I personally manage my anxiety and what have you is definitely self-regulation. And there are so many examples of self-regulation, but the example that like I have is literally talking to myself. Like, you know, us as people, especially black folk, like we could see somebody walking down the street talking to themselves and they'd be like, mm, let me go this way. They look crazy. But in actuality, like talking to myself has regulated me so much. And it really goes back to my trauma because like as I was like a child, like for literally as long as I remember, I've talked to myself. Not in a way that, you know, kids have imaginary friends, but like I used to talk to myself and like it's weird to even talk because like I don't really talk about this, but like I like for literally as long as I remember, like I used to like talk to myself in a way that like my life was like a movie. So it's like I was talking to an audience in a way like it's like I was helping a viewer, if you will, but I was really helping myself through it. So, like, think of, like, the most Tyler Perry lifetime scenario you could think of. Like, that was, that was my life. And, like, I would, like, talk to myself or, like, you know, the movie watcher, but I was really talking to myself to regulate myself through it all. And I find myself still doing that, like, that's literally a direct result of my trauma. Like, that was a perfect example. Pat myself on the back for that, for sharing that with y'all. Um, yeah, like, I don't really even talk about that, but 
Yeah. But another one I really want to talk about. Hello? Another one you really want to talk about? <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> Did you hear no. me? I thought you were... No, I thought you were about to say something. So oh. I asked, is there something that you was about to say about that? Oh, well, I just wanted to hop in and say, I think that that's even telling of what you needed at the time. Because that aspect of, mm. you know, talking your thoughts out, like, that means in one way or another, you felt silenced. And this isn't like a... Ooh, let's diagnose Michaela moment. But I feel like most of the things that we do to self-soothe and even the self-soothing things that we either, you know, we do by ourselves when we're alone or even outside what we seek from others is very telling of what we were were deprived of. Hmm. Wow. And it's just crazy because... There are some aspects of like, there's just so many things in relationships, like me realizing, oh my God, okay, I had no clue this was part of like actually like developing healthy relationships. Like, oh my God, like when you hurt me, we're going to talk about it and you're not about to cut me off. Oh, you're not about to tell me I'm being too emotional. What? You actually apologized? And you actually meant like... You actually asked for forgiveness? What? And you didn't do it again? And you didn't make me feel silly? Mm. Girl. These are things I'm just now learning to feel safe with expressing myself. Because my my form of self-soothing mm. was similar to you. Now, I, I thought a lot now, Michaela. Like, I didn't necessarily... And the girl went and cried on the bed. You know, like... <laughs> I didn't really talk. About <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. I wasn't a narrator. <laughs> you know, I wasn't talking. But when I tell you, my, I thought a lot. So like, even in moments yes, where I was so sad, girl, I would sit in my room and I would think about someone saving me. Like, I don't even know how to like, I don't even know how to say it out loud. Oh, that's but- telling. <laughs> okay, but like. No, like, that's, I don't know. that's like, no, that's someone telling. just like Let's come in and like because that's <laughs> I don't even know. Like that's really not telling. Like, not like somebody comes. No, are you listening to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> are you? I'm not even like laughing. I just want you to listen to yourself, and I want you to pay attention to how you're literally connecting dots as you speak. Yeah. Are you are you are you noticing this? Yeah. I I am. I now this is my first time like actually thinking about this aspect of it. I knew that I thought a lot. Okay. But like now this is the first time of me actually saying out loud and thinking about the stuff I would like imagine and fantasize about. Like I would literally oh, yes. mm-hmm. just sit and think for hours and hours and play out the same scenario of like someone coming and grabbing me by the hand and just like making me feel so happy like and it wasn't like oh we went and colored and it made me happy it was just like something like I don't even know how to how to say it it's like just making me feel like like I was worth something 
making me like seeing me for who I was and you want to know something too like I realized that when I feel the most safest I am like a child like I'm so like oh my god like and it all (laughs) I didn't realize it until somebody said it to me that and they were just like oh my god like you making up for lost time and I was like excuse me and they were just like you're like such like a baby like when you're safe and happy and it's just like it it really separates you from those moments where you feel unsafe where you feel like you have to defend yourself oh or shut down to protect yourself so it's like how do you feel when you be in your relationship Michaela? like imagine <laughs> in those moments i know you be acting like a baby just sitting there just so content yeah i'll be i'll be, be seeing it too and it don't help when he be saying that all out though and i'm like all right you don't have to, you don't gotta say it like that you 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 could have just kept that in your head but i love that he recognizes that because too often i'm like so what's the word just so dominant for no reason dominant for what because i feel like i have to be because like i said earlier for too long i was the one that couldn't get up (laughs) so i feel like i have to be dominant i feel like i have to you know but like you said when like literally at my safest point i'm literally timid i'm the sweetest thing i'm Heavy on the sweetest thing. Okay. <laughs> I cook, I clean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do the cooking. Yes, I do the cleaning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know, on a less um lighter note, I feel like another way that I and a lot of us manage anxiety is literally trauma blocking like by just that name like what do you think like trauma blocking like what does that mean to you it sounds self-explanatory but I feel like it can really be dissected I was actually gonna ask you what did you mean by that but I think trauma blocking I think of like trying to avoid your triggers at all costs yes yes so literally what i have in my notes is like like, trauma blocking is when the emotional and mental toll of trauma is so unbearable that you avoid anything that reminds you of what happened and literally in your mind you're thinking well i'm just avoiding the pain like you know but it can be so problematic because you become conditioned to the symptoms you become conditioned to that mindset. And it's very, very similar. Like we hear the term functioning alcoholic. A functioning alcoholic is is a person that has drunk so much that their body physically has developed a tolerance to it. Like to the point where you can't even tell that they're drunk, right? Yeah. So like trauma blocking, you do it because you were traumatized so much that your mind and your body grew a tolerance to it. Like, you literally became numb. 
you're still barely functioning but no one can see or smell the, the trauma that's in you but you've become so conditioned to it you're 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 not Do you see yourself doing that? I do. I do. And I think I recognize it and I think even in this conversation right now, I have to make myself be attentive because even when it comes to talking about trauma, why this is something like I'm passionate about like let's talk about our issues and let's heal. Like it still brings up things for me that I generally try not to think about, you know? And I feel like mm-hmm. even with that, there's so there's certain content that I avoid on social media. Like I see too many people mm-hmm. talking about a certain thing. It's blocked. It's muted. Okay. It's, I'm not interested. I see it. I, listen, because, I see a TW. I scroll right past it. Yeah. Because I don't got time for that. Mm-hmm. So I, I've noticed, you know, I've I've definitely seen, and even with that trauma blocking, I have felt in my you know my family has seen how it's altered my personality where I'm less sensitive it's very hard to read me like Mm -hmm. I'm like a total different person yep and it's just it's a lot it's yeah it's a lot it definitely desensitizes you. Like I've I've like I've seen myself be a zombie like for years. Yeah. And I feel like that's another thing too. It's like you just it don't even be like you expect you expect things to just continue to be that way. It's like you like I said, you are literally just indifferent to it right and it's like nothing touches you like nothing nothing bothers you Mm -hmm. it's scary to be numb it it is because it's like even your decision making gets more reckless when you numb like it's like you no longer really care Hmm. yeah I think the advice that you gave of like just how you cope is really great and I think what you said what are you filling yourself with girl like you're literally you're literally in my notes as far as this whole entire podcast which is like and and if you are confused at this point we're talking about trauma and how we refill ourselves every day by reliving the thing that happened to us by even if we don't relive it and we block that memory out we still internalize how we felt in that moment how we felt the moments after that when we weren't protected when we weren't listened to when we weren't seen or heard and so that's why it's so important but what you talked about is what are you filling yourself with (laughs) that is so underrated yet so necessary it is oh my god it is so underrated because everybody talking about oh i can't wait till i'm up i can't wait till this i can't wait till that but like you said you're listening to these artists where literally all they talk about is sadness and depression all they talk about is heartbreak yes and it's like here it is if you're a person like even girl 
even love songs after you don't had your heart broken is triggering. Yeah. Because so like, where just, am I at? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like all of these things are just triggers, 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 yeah. triggers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here it is in order. And what you said even before, all of this stuff, it's just such an, a nuanced issue. But what you said is, here it is, you hurt. And you find yourself in relationships, friendships with folks trying to fill that void, but you end up hurt even more. And it's just a cycle of brokenness. And it's just like, even in this case of here it is, you you trying to escape all of the things you dealt with in your life. But at the same time, all you listening to are are these songs that talk about violence that talk about losing a loved one that like like exactly that you just continue to it and you don't even realize to do it and you don't even realize how it affects you because you've gotten so used to it to where Mm -hmm. even when you're functioning at 50 percent you content and you still smiling because like you have become conditioned to not fully functioning and it's just like it's just so sad it got to the point where i stopped listening to music for a long time even worship music like i didn't listen yes to can we talk about that <laughs> <laughs> can we talk like, about that nothing nothing everything girl. is triggering girl <laughs> girl like it's literally some artists I will literally cut off like I don't even want to hear the first note because I'm gonna feel sad yep like and can we talk about how literally music not even (laughs) music can literally bring you back to a time period like Mm -hmm. that can be traumatic in itself not even reliving the event like not even seeing the person that traumatized you not even seeing an object or this that and the third literally listening to a song can literally put you back mentally in that space where you were traumatized and that could even bring you back like can we talk about that so sometimes baby music ain't always the solution (laughs) there are so many times when i be in a car with my family with my mom my sister and i'd be like no can you skip this song please they already know they already know because it's just certain songs like i got a list of songs Mm-hmm. If I hear it, God knows I just may spiral. Especially when I'm already fighting for my peace that day. Mm-hmm. So let me hear it for one second and I'm like, oh my, like I'm literally fighting tears. Yes. I'm fighting anger. Like yes. there's just certain songs I haven't completely I haven't completely healed to the place to be able to listen to it without feeling some type of way. And I feel like that's fine because like we said earlier, like it's so many it's so many things that happen to us psychologically after we've been traumatized that a lot of us don't pay attention to so i feel like we need to start paying it's like viewers like listeners like we need to start paying attention to these things that happen to us when we are triggered because if not we're going to continue to be these zombies or we're going to continue to be these emotional wrecks or we're going to continue to be desensitized. We're going to continue to be, you know, just we, if we want to get into a, a season of healing, if we want to heal and, and live our best lives as everybody says, we need to not push back these things that have hurt us. We have to pay attention to these, like literally make a mental note, make a list of the things that 
trigger us. Make make a mental note of things that we need to stop doing. Make a mental note of the things that not only trigger us, but cause us to feel a certain way for the rest of the day. Because if not, the next day will be like that. And the next day will be like that. And it will just continue to be a cycle. So we literally need to pay attention to not only pay attention to because it, it's been years like I pay attention to stuff like yeah okay this be pissing me off but I don't do anything about it because of how numb I've become. So I feel like I feel like like you asked me like you asked me like do I feel like anybody can come out of it? I personally I feel like once you get to the point where you want to break that conditioned mindset once you break that you can do anything mm-hmm. and there's you know there's ways you know there's it, it honestly depends on the person like not everybody's gonna want to go pick up a hobby not everybody's gonna want to freaking go camping and, and stuff like that so mm-hmm. honestly what i would say to anyone dealing with trauma for one if you want to get out of that mental space i feel like something out of your physical space has to change hmm. that was a big one for me and I, I didn't even realize it until I, I'm talking to y'all about it right now like how can you expect your mental to change but you're still in that physical space and not everybody has the means to literally move out of that house or move out of that state or move out of the country but if that person is in that house traumatizing you they gotta get they gotta get out and my literally my boyfriend he told me one day he's like you have a room full of clothes that you were traumatized in and I didn't even think about that like I I don't like I'm literally a hoarder with my clothes like I don't like getting rid of my clothes (laughs) but like if I'm really thinking about it like it should be no reason I got night night gowns Mm -hmm. and my my, you know what I'm it should be no reason I still got high school musical pants that I literally have memory of this that and the third happening to me when I had them you know what I'm saying like it's stuff like that if we want our mental to change something in the physical has to change like something like like I said it doesn't it doesn't have to be like a big move but literally little things little things like they can make a big difference you are so right like you hitting so many nails on the head I think for me, even coming out and, and it's a process, like you said, you, it's not like, you know, this is a one size fit all, but even once you start finding your thing, like you're going to have days when you like, okay, then you're going to have days when you fighting for your, like you are fighting. And then you're going to have days where you wake up angry. Oh my gosh, Ugh, girl, I'm just having flashbacks. Like, whew, I thank God for better days. But I know for me, there came a point in time when I had to throw away clothes you know, like I had mm-hmm. to throw away clothes that were loaned to me. Like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. here's a t-shirt you can wear. Like, oh, here's some, like, I, and I had this conversation with you where I'm like, Michaela, do you think I need to throw away, you know, stuff? And you like, mm-hmm. yeah, if it ain't no use for it. And if it's not like aesthetically at, um, adding to your closet, like throw it away. Those things I do believe even spiritually still yeah. have a tie because it's in your atmosphere. It's the yes. environment. And throwing those things away, I can I could definitely feel a weight lifted off my shoulder. 
and I'm gonna and I'm gonna go down the list. There were a few physical things that I happened to go through physically that I feel like got me to a space where I'm I'm a, I'm healthier. Have I made it? Have I arrived? Absolutely not. Like I'm still healing. God is still doing a work in me, but throwing away clothes that that held a very sad memory. I think I still have personal things in my closet, you know, where I look at it and and if for me it's like if I look at it too long or if I think about it it's going to make me sad, but I think with those pieces of, you know, clothing like I look good in it. So like, you know what, it's more of like a, you know what, this doesn't bother me as much, but clothes that came from a particular person at a particular mm-hmm. time period, trash. Another thing I went through was I cut a few inches off my hair. I cut like four inches off. I felt like God told me to do that. I had been Mm -hmm. battling to do that for a long time, but it took for a hurtful experience to happen where I felt like I was like, cut it off. And so even with that, I felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulder. At that same time, I was able to block certain people and never allow them back into my space. And we're talking about trauma. We're talking about those people that trigger you, those people who have hurt you. And another thing, too, is I started getting in the gym. That was another thing I felt. And, and listen, I'm bringing up God not to sound all deep and like, oh, my God, just just, you know, let's promote the Lord here. No, but I'm being so serious right now. When it comes to my journey of healing, I know it was nobody but God because I mm-hmm. had no motivation, like no right. motivation to live or to or to heal. I literally mm-hmm. had gotten to a place where I didn't care whether I lived or died. genuinely genuinely so I know it was God who gave me these unctions to do things because nothing motivated me I got in the gym I started feeling so much better why because even when I wasn't seeing the results girl the lifting the weights running that helped relieve my stress yeah it helped relieve it so much another thing I started getting out the house more yes and not going to certain places that triggered me because guess what? Right. Certain places can re-trigger you too. Yep. Going to certain places brings me back to a bad time. But I go to the park. I go visit people who bring good into my life. People yep. who haven't hurt me. I go take a walk. All of those things, yep. those physical changes, I believe, helped me just just in one level up, one level up one level yes yes to see where i need to be to finally come to a place of peace in my mind and body changing your routine is such a stepping stone it gives yourself permission to get out of that mm-hmm. and onto your next phase in life mm-hmm. like you have to give yourself permission like i feel like that's a big one you got to give yourself permission but you know what? I feel like part of us stay in those environments. And I'm talking about physically, emotionally. We stay tied to those people who hurt us. One, because we don't know how to disconnect. Because there's still an attachment there. You know, whether they hurt us or not. Like, sometimes w- the very people who hurt us the most are the people we love. And I'm not talking about our parents. I'm talking about even relationally. So sometimes it's hard to bring ourselves to completely tear ourselves and rip us from those things unless like something big happened where we like, uh-uh, this was the straw that broke the camel's back. I feel like it's right. hard to walk away because of that attachment. It's hard to walk away because 
if we spent our lives having to defend and fight for ourselves right and we only we only we've we've been on this earth for less than a decade how are we gonna know how to protect ourselves in real life when the way we chose to escape and, and protect ourselves as children you know when when folks weren't around to protect us or when they just simply couldn't like we don't have the tools to walk away like we're still trying to make sense of the situation and then i think thirdly sometimes it's our pride that keeps us there where we like oh, i just don't want to leave i don't even want to admit the fact that i gotta change my regimen because that makes me feel weak like i literally i remember even thinking to myself i'm, I'm not about to do nothing different i'm about to stay in this condition and i'm gonna make it work right here I feel like that's the problem. Like, I feel like that's the problem. Like, we try to be too strong. Yeah. Like, why Why do you have to... Why do you have to stand in the pala SHRT and act like you don't stink? Like, why do you have to do that? Like, why do we have to be so strong? Like, and it's good to... It's, it, uh, listen, it's good to be strong. But can we be smart about it? Like, you're hmm. not strong just because you withstand in a toxic relationship. Okay. You should probably say that again. Say that again for the for some of us who felt like we had to earn love. Listen, withstanding a toxic relationship does not make you strong. And I feel like, why, why, why don't we know that? Why aren't we, why isn't that okay? Like, why do we have to be strong in mess? Like, why? Why can't we redefine strength? Like, ugh, like, it's just, it's, it's real sick. It's really sick. Like, killing yourself mentally and emotionally just to withstand a relationship, just to maintain a, a household. Like, I'm sorry, that'll make you strong. To me, you've become so conditioned and it's breaking you down. And it's like, I empathize with folks like that, especially like, you know, just life and growing up and we both know it's not easy, like, but it's like, you literally have to teach yourself these things. Like you have to, you are worthy of living a peaceful yeah. life. You don't got to go through the yeah. storm to get to, to, you don't got to go through the storm to get the silver. Mm -hmm. Like you just being you is enough. Mm -hmm. but that's the thing I feel like that's just another thing how society romanticizes struggle <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't want to struggle I don't want, I don't want to be hurt I don't want my feelings to be hurt just so that we can make up and, and make it seem like everything is okay no like I actually want to be treated well the first time yeah yeah we glorify like strength so much like yeah strength is a 
a noble quality to have but I feel like we have to you know really look look at what we're being strong about like I don't know like yeah I, I got it out the mud but I, I, should I have to stay in the mud my whole life mm. it's a whole just because I did it <laughs> okay Ooh. just because I make it I make it look easy do I have to keep living like that just because you know you shushed me for this long like do i have to keep being quiet or or do i have a voice and can i be strong that way withstanding your trauma like literally (laughs) just sitting in your trauma like that doesn't make you strong just living in it like you are an overcomer you are an overcomer and I feel like this episode is for everyone but especially for the folks who don't recognize how they live their life just drenched and wrapped in trauma but for even the folks who wear their trauma as a badge of honor you have Mm -hmm. nothing to prove you have nothing to prove like you can be on the journey of seeking your healing not trying to fill voids And you can be just as powerful and relatable. Don't get comfortable here. Don't get comfortable here. Because it all feeds into the cycle. You still living with the trauma and not working on it from from decades ago. You know, from when you were a child, just a few years ago. And you go and have children, they're going to have those same mental reactions too why because you haven't worked on it you think you're just fine but you get into relationships and you start treating people the same way you felt like your parents treated you or your or your ex treated you and here it is you hurting people over and over again Hmm. you've become a problem so like i feel like this conversation was so necessary because these kind of talks aren't often had and i'm grateful that we are starting to talk about these things more in society i'm so grateful but it has to be framed in a lens of hey you know life be life in and it's not easy mm-hmm. it's not easy there's a whole lot of stuff we've had to live through that we did not deserve yes a whole lot of things we have to heal from that weren't our wounds but were projected on us we have to heal through a lot but but that's the most beautiful thing ever is that we do have that choice and it may not be right after it happened you can see it that way but eventually i pray that for everyone listening to my voice right now that you live to see a day where you can see that there are more possibilities that there is a brighter life 
and that you can do anything you set your mind to and that you are worthy of living a trauma-free life. And even when trauma arises, you will have the fortitude and confidence and self-awareness to know that just like how you made it out last time, with a sanity you didn't think you'd ever be able to, to attain again, you can do it once again. You can do it this time and the next time and the next time and the next time because this is not the end for you. So that's all that I want to say that you have not seen all that life has to offer. And even if you are living with a broken heart right now, I want you to know, like I said, that this is not the end. You may be living with a broken heart right now, but you will experience love. A love that you never knew existed. And I pray that one day you're able to look back and reflect and be like, oh my God. If only I knew then what I know now. But you won't look back with regret and beat yourself up over how how you could have did this differently and could have did that. But you're going to come to such a place of resolve where you're just thankful that you learned the lesson. That you're just thankful that you were able to live, to see it through and to see that things did actually get better. Because this is not your final chapter. that's all that I have to say Michaela any final words for our listeners um I feel like you ate it up and left no crowns honestly (laughs) (laughs) honestly to be honest I mean what's left to say (laughs) no but seriously like I appreciate this conversation because like girl you know me like I avoid all interactions Another result of my trauma. Yeah. I avoid really any interaction, but let alone something like this. And I feel like this is so healing. Just, I feel like for me and you, even to talk about and to listen to each other and just to talk through it, but I feel like for people listening, because like as we talk, I'm sure that, you know, everybody has their own different scenarios flooding through their minds. But, you know, I feel like everybody can connect in a way. Like, everybody has a trauma that they're trying to either fight through or tired of trying to fight through. But I feel like, you know, we all here. And we're all here for a reason. Whether you know it or not, you know, you got to just keep going. Like you said, like, live to, to fight another day. People want to, to literally fight another day. However that may be. I feel like a lot of us really have to dig deep and find out what that fight is. And even if we're not motivated to find the fight, creating a space for you creating just like a a safe haven for you 
I feel like sitting in that, I feel like you will grow to gain the mental capacity to want to seek that out. When your mind isn't clouded with this, that, and the third, when you're not in a funk, like, and really taking care of yourself, sitting in a safe haven, like a really therapeutic environment for you, and you can create that. It can be your room, it can be your bathroom, it can be your car. Once you create that space where you don't allow your mind to consume you, you might just find that fight. I think that's that all is I a, have. That is a perfect way to end, and I couldn't have said it better. I thank you so much, Michaela, for coming into this space and for sharing yourself and being vulnerable. I so appreciate you, and I hope you know that I love you, and I'm always rooting for you. Um, but yeah, we had a really great talk, and I really hope. Yes, you girl. Know. <laughs>